Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Hello and welcome to the 137th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, for the final episode of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, Sacrifice. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, the Chewbacca to my Han Solo, (laughs) Matt the Crankster Cranky. To the very end. Hold on a second, Mike. I got to get a tissue. Hold on. Okay. Uh, No, you know what? It's it's bittersweet, man. You know, we're finally getting to this end of this really cool season, but... It is the end. This is it. The last one. The end of the Clone Wars. So. But, you know, as we record uh, this evening, mm-hmm. um, uh, earlier today, this morning, yeah. in fact, uh, we got an extended trailer for Star Wars Rebels. We did, yes. With a cameo from the one and only Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, voiced by our favorite, James Arnold Taylor. <laughs> He's back. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know what? Like, it's sort of... Uh, I what is a close a door open a window yeah so i uh, it's it's uh we we're definitely coming to the twilight of uh of of the clone wars but uh but rebels is yeah is just around the corner in fact i uh, this coming weekend is san diego comic-con uh and there will be some uh some some great sneak peeks there so i expect that we'll be hearing actually quite a lot from comic-con and uh, and tim will actually have something to tell us on our next episode of uh the rebels podcast so yeah um, definitely so that's something to look forward to for those who may not know i don't know how you couldn't but uh, if you've made it 137 episodes in <laughs> uh matt and i i after Frontlines is done which we will have one more episode after this one um the the fine after that's all wrapped up we will be well, we've already actually started uh the rebels podcast which is uh which is our star wars rebels dedicated podcast so it'll be just the same as Frontlines, uh where we will talk mostly star wars rebels news but uh but yeah it's it's uh, all focused on that brand new show uh which is coming in october so yes, uh, you can look forward to commentary and news from Matt and I on a monthly basis, at least leading mm-hmm. up to that. So. Yeah, we got a big one coming up probably next the next time we record the next <laughs> episode of uh, yeah. Rebels because we're gonna have a lot of news. There's already we'll talk about the trailer that hit today and uh, anything that came out of San Diego or will come out of San Diego. So we'll have plenty yeah. plenty to go over on our next uh, our next episode. So stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, but you know before we start uh, our last episode of Frontlines, Mike. Uh, just a couple things that came in the news. How about uh, how about J.J. Abrams yesterday throwing us another curveball? Not necessarily a curveball, but just this guy is doing some cool stuff. I got to tell you, and yeah, and to see that, I mean, I'm talking about, of course, the video, his his Force for Change video, where now he has an X-wing pilot come up to what looks like an X-wing. I don't know if they're going to call that, but it looks right out of the pages of McCory. Mike, what do you think of that? Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna point out one thing that I that I don't know that a lot of people have really talked about with this X-wing, mm-hmm. but if you look at uh, you look really carefully mm-hmm. at the uh, the wingtips where the blasters are, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that they actually, one curves down and the other one curves up. And it looks like one's in front of the other. So although, like, the, mm. the it's it's not our classic uh, T-65 X-Wing, mm-hmm. uh, this is clearly a, a different model. Maybe it's an older one, maybe it's a newer one, we don't know yet. But uh, but it looks like the, the wings will actually uh, sort of split back in front as opposed to just, like, right on top of each other, like a classic X-Wing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's right. really interesting. Not a lot of people are talking about it, because when you look at it, you can see... You can see that the engine itself has has like it's a, separated, a, a, right? a yeah it's separated in the middle, mm-hmm. but the wing doesn't look like it's separated, and I think that's because that front part of the wing will actually stick with one part of it, whereas the mm-hmm. the top part or sorry the back will will go with another side. So, um, yeah, I mean all sorts of crazy speculation. It's definitely it's got more of like a rounded, sleek look to it, like you mm-hmm. said. It's very reminiscent of those early Macquarie uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. illustrations of an X-wing. So, um, what it says to me for for fans of uh, the New Jedi Order, uh, this this to me sounds a lot like the uh, what what did they call them in that? They called them were they advanced X-wings or I uh, I know uh, that there was like the stealth X-wing uh-huh. at one point that that was definitely like a newer model, but. Post Return of the Jedi, they were manufacturing new X wings, mm-hmm, right. and uh, and I think that's what what this is meant to reflect. So right. uh, maybe our first hint that that there will be a little bit borrowed from the EU, that, uh, hey, that it's yeah. it's not going to be so uh, I don't know um, uh, casting off mm-hmm. of the the expanded universe, and maybe maybe we'll actually see some familiar characters and and uh items and and locations and that sort of thing well even the Um, rebel pilot he has a you know his 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 uh pilot suit very reminiscent of you know the ot era and uh, a lot of speculation on to who the pilot was that doubt it could have been boyega but who knows he's probably just some guy in a suit that's it was yeah i think he's i think he's just a background guy but uh but who knows right i mean they you know we could have said the same thing about luke (laughs) and <laughs> we've been speculating about a new hope oh yeah so yeah yeah uh, you never know or it might be you know like biggs <laughs> or, or wedge right like yeah. that sort of a character so yeah so who knows who that is getting into that x-wing all i know is that it's beautiful and i yeah. want more and i know i want yeah. it i want it now i want it immediately I'll, I'll actually jump off of this piece of news into uh into a little bit of speculation on my part mm-hmm. um think uh i can't remember who was reporting it earlier today it might have been jedi news uh somebody was reporting on facebook that harrison ford uh sorry not harrison ford carrie fisher mark hamill and peter mayhew were on their way back to the states uh earlier today or earlier this week Mm -hmm. um supposedly on on a bit of a hiatus and we know that 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 production is taking a break so that they can uh uh, wait and uh, and you know uh, Harrison Ford can recuperate and then come back and, and finish what he has to do. Um, so we know that there's that aspect to it. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, Comic Con is is later this week, oh. and uh, you know we've been told that Episode Seven will not be making any uh, appearance at, at uh, Comic Con. But I don't, I don't trust them. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, JJ, he also told us Khan wouldn't be in Star Trek Into Darkness. Spoilers for anybody who missed that a year ago. Yeah. Um, you're, you're listening to the wrong podcast, if, if that's the case. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, he, he lied extensively about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch being Khan, so... Uh, I don't, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So, uh, and which probably isn't very far. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they could very well be on their way to to Comic Con to mm. San Diego. Interesting. Um, so I don't know. I would expect news reports in the next couple of days of, uh, you know, Mark Hamill being spotted at comic con i mean comic con's his stomping grounds right he's uh oh yeah he's yeah. he's the, the one of the one of the many kings of comic con yeah uh, absolute royalty when he walks around that place i mean yeah well they also reported that uh peter mayhew returned home as well so yeah yeah um 
yeah, you know, can you imagine this, those four showing up for whatever reason? I don't know. I don't know exactly what. I, I don't. I doubt that there's anything to show, or unless they plan on doing a title or something. But um, but maybe it's I, just you know appearance. what? I, I think that I think that a title reveal could be cool. I think that just uh, just their appearance and just like a, yeah. a mm-hmm. you know a conversation about like what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, that that it could be cool. That it could mm-hmm. be exciting. Maybe they can ask uh, Hamill about the speculation on the plot details. Did you see the the spoiler about the plot details? I did, and you know <laughs> Is what? That crazy or what? I am gonna. I am. It's gonna just wild, man. I would have never right thought now it. and say that 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 plot is. We're not gonna get into specifics on the plot. I'll, I'll yeah. just say, yeah. don't. Don't don't take any of that to heart. I don't think that any of that is the actual plot. That's it's I would have never thought that of sounds that. an awful lot like somebody just speculating on a bunch of crap. Yeah. Um, Talk I about mean, a bizarre opening. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. There's no chance. There's no chance, and there will be riots if that if that's how a Star Wars movie opens. Oh, it's man. Uh, it's kind of it's I it to me it's obnoxious that anybody ever lent that any credibility whatsoever. So, yeah. um, you know, people can can go ahead and find that online, and and if if they want to go into into that cave, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. You know, it's uh, it's as bad as uh, somebody else posted today, um, this morning I saw on Twitter, maybe it was yesterday about uh, their nineteen ninety eight issue of Cinescape Insider. Um, I think that might have been Jedi News as well. Um, and uh, if you looked at that, and I had that issue, I had the 19, that 1998 mm-hmm. issue of Cinescape that had uh, the, the blue uh, Royal Guard, the, the, uh, the, the Senate Guard mm-hmm. on the cover of it. And uh, it was full of all sorts of erroneous information, um, <laughs> stuff that, that, I mean, would come out later, but I, really a lot of speculation on a lot of people's parts. Uh, there was a lot of information there about, like, oh, we were going to see uh, clones and, uh, I, like, a bunch of Boba Fett clones, basically. I mean, like, it ended up being true later, but it wasn't true for episode one. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a whole bunch of stuff. Um, that we would see the Death Star under construction and, and all sorts of things like this. And there would be a love triangle between Anakin, Obi-Wan, and uh, Padme. Mm. And uh, just ridiculous, ridiculous things that, that didn't uh, end up being anything in Episode 1. Right? right? So they were just these sort of speculation points that people had had gone on from things that they'd seen random stuff or like i mean everybody had kind of known that boba fett was supposed to be a a rogue stormtrooper right that that was the original concept because it was in the art books from from the 80s so Mm -hmm. so people were just like kind of speculating based off that stuff and it it was it was ridiculous at that time so (laughs) this is just as ridiculous and i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't lend it any credibility yeah yeah i just wow it was just it just the most bizarre thing like ah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> there, i mean one of the rumors you can't say that's going, about it, it's just goofy yeah yeah one of the rumors that's going around is that is that apparently luke won't be in it very much uh-huh. and it's kind of like the looking for him yeah, yeah it's kind of like the search for luke cuz he's he's kind of gone missing cuz he after return of the jedi he kind of went into hiding i guess um i don't know how much i uh, how much i i believe that either but yeah. i don't know i you know what it's uh we're about a year and a half away so all we <laughs> yeah. can do is wait and find yeah. out well i'm sure we'll find out before then i'm sure you yeah know, or at least little things uh about the plot or whatever so whoo anything anyway um anything else before you want to tackle this last episode no uh i think that's it let's uh let's do it let's, let's jump into the last episode of the clone wars okay yoda my old friend The voice I hear does not come from within, but speaks from beyond. You must complete what I could not. Come to Dagobah. The answers you seek are here. The creation of the clone army, kept secret from us, Cypher DST. 
Protocol 66 must not be discovered by the Jedi. Yes, Lord Tyrannus. I'm afraid I'm trapped. You must face the gravest of journeys to Morbon. Down! Thanks. It wasn't you I wanted to save. Stretching it even for you, sir. Rax, you're beginning to sound like Obi-Wan. Hello, CT5555. No clone uses a number. I am Fives. Call me Fives. The difference is minimal. Not to me. And not to any clone. Let's finish up the Clone Wars with Sacrifice. Yoda's tiny starfighter emerges from hyperspace over the red world of Moribon, an ancient Sith world abandoned after many wars ages ago. He pilots the craft into a valley of the Dark Lords, a corridor of crumbling temples and tombs. Yoda has R2-D2 wait with the ship and instructs the droid to contact the Jedi Temple if he does not return in three nightfalls. Yoda arrives at the opening of the largest Sith Temple as the sun begins to fall. A giant serpent, speaking in a sibilant voice, strikes, but Yoda defends himself with the Force. From the shadows emerges the specter of undead Sith warriors that encircle Yoda, warning him that nothingness awaits after death. Specter, uh, spectral images slam into Yoda, leaving repercussions in the Force, but soon all is still. Elsewhere, in his command ship, Count Dooku awakens from meditation. He senses something. A tactical droid informs him that Darth Sidious has ordered him to return to Coruscant right away. So, Mike, we uh, start off in Morbon, and you know what? Morbon is just like I thought it would be. It's a dark place. It's, uh, it's dirty. It's windy. It's gloomy. <laughs> Everything you would think of a Sith world, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's what it is. But um, I was I was a little uh, confused. This is one of those this is one of those episodes again, uh, like the Mortis, where there's a lot uh, y- there's a lot of things going on, and you, and, you, and you can get confused. And and this giant snake Sith beast type of a thing, you know, like right out of uh, you know right out of uh, Will Smith. Uh, what's that movie he's always in? Looks just like one of those aliens in the, in the uh, Independence Day. No, it's the other one where they they, they go they, they hunt. Uh, oh, Men in Black. Men in, it's like right out of Men in Black. You know, it was, it was a tribute. So what the heck is this thing? Is this just uh, just a? Uh, is it a ghost or is it something that's tangible? Is it is it organic? This this Sith uh, worm thing. What could you take out of that? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's very odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, all, all the only thing we're really given is is there's a big piece of concept art on uh, on StarWars.com, and it just says the Moribond snake is made of hundreds of the small snakes, mm. right? So I don't know if it's supposed to be real or if it's or if it's uh, some sort of illusion. Mm-hmm. The um, the priestesses sort of talk about it in a way that that it's that all of this has been a test up until a certain point right so and it's it's sort of all been in their control um so how much of it they're actually manifesting is true that's right that's right they didn't say they were out of control until the until the next one so yeah yeah so it's not it's not until sort of that that third act of the episode Mm -hmm. that they go like if you go in here you're going alone right Right, sort of that it echoes that the same thing that that Yoda and Obi Wan say to Luke when he's leaving, mm-hmm. uh, when he's leaving Dagobah, right? That that if he goes, that he they can't go with him. So, right. Um, I, it's a it's it, that's an interesting point. I never really thought about it. I just sort of took it as as you know uh, mm-hmm. part of part of the Sith mm-hmm. sort of defenses almost. But I, I can get the spectral, you know, the the other uh, yeah. ghosts or whatever. That you know, that's easy to. That could that could have been just other Sith warriors that have died or whatever, but uh, yeah, very interesting about the serpent thing. Really, uh, really strange. But uh, we get into some really cool stuff here in a second. Uh, yeah. You want to take over, Mike? Yeah, sure. Uh, Yoda enters the largest of the Sith temples, illuminating his path with his lightsaber. At the end of a dark corridor is a cavernous chamber, at the center of which is the tomb of Darth Bane, a giant smoldering specter of Bane founder of the Sith Rule of Two, emerges from the sarcophagus and challenges Yoda. Bane wonders if Yoda has come to be his apprentice. 
Yoda resists reacting to the fiery image, declaring it to be nothing but an illusion. Deprived of the power of fear and intimidation, Bane dissipates. The call of the priestesses echoes in the crypt, and Yoda follows the sound deeper into the temple. Why do you come to my tomb, Jedi? To learn. Do you know who I am? Yes, Darth Bane, the ancient Sith Lord, you are. And know why I am not forgotten? Created the rule of two, you did. The Sith killed each other, victims of their own greed. But from the ashes of destruction, I was the last survivor. I chose to pass my knowledge on to only one. I created a legacy so resilient that now you come before me. Have you come to be my apprentice? You must kill me to gain my place. Dead you are already. <laughs> then what stands before you? An illusion. Real, you are not. You do not fear me. No. Exist, you do not anymore. Well, Mike, uh, <laughs> you know, you had mentioned uh, last episode, like, you had made a comment about the legends or something like that, and a, a little hint of what was coming on. And I had a feeling it was going to be Bane, because I, I think I heard some rumors about it um, a long time ago. But I had no clue that, I, I didn't even, I totally forgot that Mark Hamill was doing the voice, and I didn't even know it was him through this whole episode until I saw the credits. So, holy crap, this, no wonder this dude is, is such a great voice actor, you know, doing his Joker and all that. I mean, I had no clue that was him. Fabulous performance by Hamill in his only time in the Clone Wars. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of a beautiful thing to go out on. Yeah. Uh, to, have, to have Mark Hamill lend his voice there uh, right in this last episode. And, uh, and really uh, in, in an interesting way mm -hmm. to sort of... And uh, Dave Filoni had said uh, in, in many interviews that, that if he was ever going to bring Mark Hamill in, mm -hmm. um, that, that it, had to be, it had to be the right role. It had to be a role worthy of Mark Hamill. Yeah, this right? is he right wasn't, here. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't just going to bring him in as another Jedi or some, you know, junk dealer or whatever. Like, it had to be something that really fit for him um that that was sort of worthy of him and uh, and and i mean how how much better does it get than uh luke <laughs> yeah. skywalker himself is also now the voice of darth darth, darth bane yeah uh and that's canon right like like if if they're gonna do more stuff with darth bane in the future uh you would want mark hamill to do the voice mm -hmm. right like oh, yeah. that's so um, it kind of opens up a lot of cool stuff. Like, what if they decided to do a, a movie with Darth Bane? And, uh, you know, uh, much like Vader, it's, it's, a, it's a person in a suit. Right. And then Mark Hamill is lending the voice, right? right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, how cool would that be yeah. to get a movie about the rule of two? Uh, essentially like an adaptation of the, of the novel, right? I I mean I know there's several Darth Bane novels, but I like sort of adapting that story of, of how he came to the rule of two, and uh, and to have Mark Hamill as the as the voice of Darth Bane that would be that would be pretty epic I think and oh, yeah. uh, and just his appearance and and the the uh, the effects and everything surrounding it I think uh, it was all. It was all kind of perfect, and and you know Dave Filoni has worked with Mark Hamill before. He worked with him on uh, on Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. um, Mark Hamill actually ended up being the uh, the the big bad guy in that, the Fire Lord, mm -hmm. and uh, and was excellent on on Avatar. So it's kind of um, it's not that that Dave Filoni couldn't have pulled Mark Hamill in sooner because they'd worked together previously, you know, and they they uh, respect each other's work. So. 
Um, it, it totally could have happened, but it had to happen in the right context, and this was, I think, perfect. I I, I love that that the the um, essentially the the father of, of of the Sith as we know them is the same person that is the. Uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, the the one who restores balance right, to the force, the Sith, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I just yeah. think like that rule of two is eventually what undoes them, um, right. because there are only two Sith, and and it's fairly easy for for Luke and Vader to to deal with them. Yeah. Uh, right. When Vader sort of sacrifices himself to kill the Emperor, you're you're kind of uh, you're killing two birds with one stone <laughs> on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's kind of perfect. Yeah. That it's got that it has that George Lucas sensibility to it of um of of echoing the past and the future, right? Which which the the prequels and the original trilogy do a lot. I hope that JJ Abrams takes note of things like that. Mm-hmm. That that that's an important part of Star Wars that that these things kind of uh, echo through the Force. And so Mark Hamill being Darth Bane and also being Luke Skywalker, there's like this cool connection there of, uh, of almost like it's, it's almost for me thinking about like if Luke had turned to the dark side, what would he have become? Mm -hmm. And so now in my mind, it's almost like, well, Darth Bane, like he, that's what he would have become there. And, and, and if you, if you sort of get into the, the mythology of, you know, it's not really 100% clear, but it's it's implied that Darth Plagueis created Anakin, Anakin right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, and he's he's sort of part of that lineage of Darth Bane. You can almost because because Anakin's sort of a virgins in the Force, but but by nature of that, you can almost extrapolate that Darth Bane is a great 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 yeah, great grandfather yeah. or whatever, right? Like yeah. so. There maybe there's an element of Darth Bane himself in, in Anakin in Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. that that connects those two things, right? So yeah. it's just it adds this awesome layer onto a character that, like, I'll be honest, I didn't care about Darth Bane one bit previous to this episode, mm-hmm. and now I'm probably going to go back and, and you know uh, explore some of his EU stuff, mm-hmm. uh, check out some of the audiobooks and stuff. Yeah. Because now I care, right? Like now it's connected. Now it's actually part. Yeah. Yeah. Of the Star Wars saga. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll explore that a little bit more. Yeah, I love come it. back with some more crazy theories. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I loved it. You know, I love that Mark was able to come in and do that. I mean, like I said, great voice to it. I loved it, and the fact that Yoda, and obviously a lot of these, a lot of the Jedi know about the history of the Sith, and they know about Darth Bane. He recognized him right away, and yep. and again we got this canonical um, base to to Darth Bane. Now, I read a couple of the Darth Bane novels, and I thought they were good. So now he's he's now he's in canon now. So it's cool to see that. So yeah, just a great scene overall. Loved it. Um, we'll continue here. In a burned out industrial sector of Coruscant, Count Dooku's solar sailor sets down in a secret hangar. He is greeted by his master Darth Sidious, who senses a great opportunity to strike a deadly blow against the Jedi Order. In the dark tomb of Morabond, Yoda enters a large chamber where the ancient Sith would sacrifice Jedi. The five priestesses emerge before him and warn Yoda that the next trial is not of their doing. It is instead created from the absolute darkness of this place, and it is not under their control. So here you go, Mike. This is what you're talking about, where kind of the priestesses kind of set up everything uh, up to this point, and now he's going to a place where they can't help him. So um, this is a, obviously the most dangerous place you can be mm-hmm. and m- most likely where other people have maybe fallen, maybe, who knows, maybe Sidious was at, at this point one time and, and fell to the dark side here. Who knows? But, but yeah, this is the part where it's all up to Yoda now, all this training and all these tests. Let's see if he can pass it. So let's see what happens. Yeah, totally. Uh, cool. I... On Coruscant, in a ceremonial chamber lined with statues, Sidious leads Dooku to a sacrificial altar basin. Sidious knows that Yoda is on Moribond. The Dark Lord explains that the strong force bond between Yoda and Dooku can be exploited to reach out 
through a ripple in the force. Producing a knife, Sidious cuts Dooku's hand, allowing a single drop of blood to fall into the water-filled basin. He and Dooku together zap the water with, the, with their force lightning, while Sidious recites an ancient Sith incantation in the bulk tongue. Sidious dips his face towards the basin. He now wields the power of dark illusion and will lead Yoda into a trap. Bond that once existed between you and your master to allow us to see things that we otherwise could not. How can this be done, master? It is an old art of the dark side. Now, hold out your hand, apprentice. I need but a drop for the ritual to begin. Now, concentrate on Master Yoda. Bring all your focus to him. But will he not sense our presence? <laughs> we shall come to him with a familiar face. A long lost face. One he would be eager to see again. One whom he would ask and want answered. All the questions he seeks. I'll tell you what, Mike. Uh... It's 2014, and we're still finding out how powerful of a Sith Darth Sidious is. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is able to look what he's doing now. I mean, he's, getting, he's into sorcery now, and and, and doing things um, through. I mean, this is some kind of dark, like you said, dark magic, dark arts, or something that was he learned. So. I mean, wow, this guy, I mean, this guy is so powerful. And, and I guess that was Tim Curry who was doing the voice. And at first, like, when he first came into the role, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just so used to Ian Abercrombie, and I was, like, kind of missing that. But he really, I mean, I loved his performance in this particular episode and uh, thought he just, everything he was doing was good. So at first I didn't like it, but, you know, although he's not going to do it anymore, but man, he stepped in and did a good job in this episode. But what do you think about this, though? Yeah, I mean, I, art stuff, man. I, it's it's really cool. It shows a, a deeper connection between uh, I think the uh, the Night Sisters and the Sith, mm. um, yeah. and they the, the Sith have some some sorcery style tricks of their own. But I, uh, yeah, it was uh, it, I, it was a cool it was a cool. Uh, deviation from what we usually expect to see the Sith doing. Um, that's one of my favorite parts yeah. of of the Clone Wars is this exploration into these other facets of the Force and getting to see all of the other things that they're capable of mm-hmm. um, that we didn't get to see in the movies, right? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is part of it. This is this is part of that. That this arc, the Mortis trilogy, everything with the Night Sisters, mm-hmm. has shown us very much what sort of what the the Sith are are able to do. So I it, yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, uh, just on the on the note about about uh, Tim Curry's voice. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think that you can top Ian Abercrombie uh, unless you go straight to Ian McDiarmid. Yeah. But I, uh, like he he was just he was phenomenal in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like Tim Curry as Sidious. I right. think he does a yeah. very good job as Sidious. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I don't yeah. I don't think he does a very good job as Palpatine. He he comes off as too slimy mm-hmm. as Palpatine. Palpatine you know right. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's, it's just, it's something in the performance. And I don't know, maybe that's baggage that I have around Tim Curry and other characters that he's played in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I, I'm carrying some of that in there, but I just feel like, uh, like I wouldn't trust Palpatine if it were him. Like Ian McDiarmid and Ian, Ian uh, Abercrombie had this great sort of like, like I, uh, they like Ian McDiarmid especially kind of played him as your grandpa, 
right? Like sort of as like this this wiser old man that isn't really a threat. Um, and and that's how you can believe that Anakin just sort of tells him everything, mm-hmm. right? And that that the it takes the Jedi so long to ever suspect him, and how he's got everybody kind of eating out of the palm of his hand in the Senate because. As far as everybody else is concerned, like, oh, the Palpatine's just like he's a he's a good man. There's, you know, uh, even even Padme is fooled right up until the end, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like he's 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 been like a like a grandfather sort of thing, and I uh, I just don't feel that with Tim Curry's performance mm-hmm. in the same way. It feel it's he still feels like a bad guy, yeah, right. Um, so I don't know. I, I really enjoyed him in this episode for sure. I think that's what it was. Um, I think you're right. Um, it, it's his performance as Sidious that I think is, is really yeah. good. No, I, I agree with you on that. And, and not so much as Palpatine. So, and then, yeah, no, they're using, uh, I mean, they're, they're really going after Yoda right here. I mean, this is it, man. They're trying to, to take one of the, the greatest Jedi out right here and, and with this dark illusion and see if they can trip him up and, and, uh, cause a major blow to the Jedi Order, so we'll see how that uh, see how that works out for him. In the Moribond yeah. execution chamber, Yoda sees the withered form of Sifo-Dyas chained by lightning shackles to stone pillars. He begs to be released, offering in, in exchange the identity of the Sith Lord. Sifo-Dyas' mad eyes shine red and yellow, and Yoda refuses the offer. Sifo-Dyas suddenly transforms into a cackling Sidious, and Yoda is surrounded by chains of energy. So here it is, they're trying to lure him by using maybe a long-lost Jedi friend of his, sifo And we've seen a lot of sifo now this season, so a lot of mysteries yeah. uh, unraveled with that character. But doesn't work. doesn't work, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, the Jedi Master suddenly awakens in the hold of a gunship, uh, flanked by clone troopers of the 501st and Anakin Skywalker. Yoda is disoriented. He is, he is the, uh, in the midst of a mission. Anakin explains that a rogue shuttle slipped past the Coruscant security grid has been tracked to the industrial sector. They believe Count Dooku is aboard, en route to meet with Darth Sidious. Yoda orders the mission to proceed. They are on the verge of discovering the identity of the Sith Lord. The Sith must not be allowed to escape. They must be executed. The Republic gunship lands in the deserted tower used by the Sith Lords, and clone troopers and Anakin file out. Rex leads the charge, spotting the two Sith Lords huddled over the altar basin. Dooku ignites his lightsaber and electrifies the approaching clones with Sith lightning. Anakin engages Dooku in a duel, while Yoda confronts the hooded form of Sidious. Anakin wounds Dooku, forcing him to his knees. Skywalker recovers Dooku's dropped lightsaber and uses both his blue blade and Dooku's red blade to sever the Sith's head from his shoulders so there it is Mike I mean and even before that happened Yoda this time Yoda yells at him like hey no you know he he recognizes yeah. what's going to happen here too late you know Anakin doesn't uh, listen to him and uh you know seen right out of Revenge of the Sith we see the head head come off so uh what do you think about the you know what, what are they trying to say there Mike I mean it's just another point where uh they're showing you where Anakin's going, and, and it's it just one of those things that can't be stopped. Um, it's just, it's the it's a prophecy. Yeah, even though I Yoda think, recognizes it. I think I think one thing that happens here that that we need to recognize is that by the end of this episode, Yoda has already figured out what's going to happen, and he's already figured out that it's too late to stop it. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he yeah, at the very end of the episode, we'll talk about it. He makes the comment that yeah that it's too late, but that there's another way. Right. Um, right. And, and so this is part of that vision where he's going to realize that Anakin is already doomed. Uh, there's nothing that he can do about it. That, that there's something that's going to happen to him, that there's something wrong with him. So I'm sure that like, you know, the moment that Anakin, that they find out that Anakin defeated Dooku, that, that, Yoda just kind of goes, okay, well, I guess here it goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is the end of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, it, it is, it's interesting. Um, it's definitely a different perspective, um, but it plays into uh, the 
the novelization it plays into uh, uh, of episode three I should say mm-hmm. um, it plays into sort of what happens with Yoda and his mentality towards the end of of that um, and talking about you know how there's a there's another hope right. uh, or a new hope and like sort of another plan mm-hmm. uh, that they can that they can enact and and so I think he's already he's already I on that path by the end of this episode i think that's where we're at yeah no good point good point go ahead yeah. uh, okay uh anakin engages oh sorry that's the one that you just read uh sidious flees to a catwalk extending from the tower and yoda gives chase the dark lord lights his blade the two masters engage in a whirling duel anakin rushes out to help yoda but runs headlong into a force grip wielded by sidious Sidious blasts Anakin with force lightning, sending the young Jedi crashing to the catwalk in a heap. He then blasts Yoda, who blocks the lightning with the force. The discharge of energy rattles the catwalk. Sidious uses his lightsaber to cut the support beams of the catwalk. The structure starts to collapse. As it cants forward, Anakin's unconscious body slides towards a deadly fall. Yoda halts his pursuit of the Dark Lord to catch Anakin with the force. Sidious cackles at Yoda's predicament. Sidious tells Yoda to let Anakin fall, and thus thwart all of the Dark Lord's plans. Yoda refuses. Instead, Yoda drops his defenses to more fully concentrate on Anakin, thus sacrificing himself. Yoda's body is blasted by Sith lightning, but he levitates Anakin to safety. Yoda hurls his lightsaber at the remaining struts of the catwalk, collapsing it, sending he and Sidious tumbling to their certain doom. Yoda grapples with Sidious as they fall, the Dark Lord cackling all the while. When Yoda grasps Sidious' cloak, he finds that it is empty, Sidious has vanished, and Yoda falls to the ground far below. Save him, Jedi! Can you save him? Let him go. Let him die, and you can stop all that I will do. The future is not yours yet. Tempted, I will not be. Sacrifice all I am ready to do. fantastic scene i mean i watched this thing like two or three times in a row just everything that's going on here something that i love about this show is they go out on something that i love which is lightsaber battles mike um you got you know sidious and anakin gets involved yoda you know they're doing their thing um and and look what's going on here i mean anakin gets put out and i don't know whether yoda thinks that anakin is the chosen one but no matter what he thinks, he's not going to take a chance on it, and he does whatever he can to to save Anakin. And and mm-hmm. look at the power that he's shown right here. I mean, he's lifting Anakin with almost no uh, effort at all, and still battling Sidious. Uh, he's he's even taking lightsaber bolts while he's doing this before he's able to get Anakin to a safe place, and then ultimately they start fighting as they're falling down. But wow. Huge moment for Yoda, big uh, a big moment for him, just to show how you know. Even we've seen him battle, and we've seen him fight, and all that in Episode Three, and and it's really cool. But seeing this here too, you're like, wow, this, you know, no wonder this guy is 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 the Jedi in the Jedi Order. I mean, look at the look at what he's showing here. It's just a great, great scene. Loved it. What'd you think? Yeah. Also, I like the parallels uh, to to what's going to happen in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. They they. Yoda has a choice. He can he can choose to 
defeat the Sith, right? Or save Anakin. Or save Anakin, yeah. Um, and and he chooses, he chooses to save Anakin. Mm-hmm. And this sort of this shows what his decision will be later on, um, wherein like they they, uh, you know, they taking Anakin out of play would have stopped everything. That the that Palpatine would have had no way yeah. of right. of defeating the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. But uh but instead, you know, they kinda they, they try and manipulate Anakin uh rather than remove him from the game. And uh and that's sort of ultimately their undoing, right? Yeah. Um and then also in in uh then he, he sort of goes after Sidious, um which is what happens in Revenge of the Sith, <clears throat> but it turns out that Sidious is not sort of the target, like not not the best target at least, mm-hmm. um, and that you know, uh, sort of alluding back to Episode One, the the cloak is empty. He's he's the Phantom he's Menace, the Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, like there you go. it's it kind of pulls it all back together mm-hmm. in this really cool circular way mm-hmm. that that just shows you, you know. Uh, Palpatine is is a much more um, dangerous foe than than I think mm-hmm. the Jedi understand. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, it's definitely a much different enemy than they think they're fighting. Yeah. No, fantastic scene. Loved it. Um, let's finish it up here. Sidious emerges from the glow of the sacrificial altar. The illusion has ended. Sidious has failed to break Yoda's spirit. The Sith Lords will need more time to defeat Yoda and the Jedi. Yoda awakens in the execution chamber. The serene priestess welcomes him. He has passed this challenge. The priestess explains that Qui-Gon Jinn will commune with Yoda and continue to guide his training. Through this, uh, through this study, Yoda will achieve uh, enlightenment, spirit, and balance. As the priestess disappears in a glow of light, Yoda sees the future, including a moment of his death and his own last words. So that was kind of a crazy... Uh, you kind of listen to that and you go, whoa, he just said uh, there will be another, what do you say, there will be another Skywalker uh, or something, whatever, however he says it, uh, on his deathbed and, and, and Revenge of the Sith. So mm-hmm. uh, very, very cool way to uh, to finish that up. And Mike, you know what? Um, you know, you don't even have to read the last paragraph. Let's just listen to the final scene in the series, uh, the series finale of Clone Wars. Council has assembled. They are eager to hear your report. Afraid? Not much there is to say of my journey. So, nothing significant happened to you out there? Yes. And no. To the end, we are coming now. Did your journey give you insight on how to win the war? No longer certain that one ever does win a war. I am. For in fighting the battles, the bloodshed, already lost we have yet open to us a path remains that unknown for the sith is through this path victory we may yet find not victory in the clone wars but victory for all time listen to what he's saying it's just it's like poetic you know and and he's talking about you mentioned it earlier mike you said he uh he senses that that this is coming to an end you know and 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 this is not the fight the clone wars is not the fight that they're supposed to win and mm-hmm. you know he, he realizes like all this bloodshed and and uh, you know, he's, he says something about you don't win wars, and with all the bloodshed, they've they've kind of already lost. You know, this is not what the Jedi Order was was about. Was all these wars, and he and he's finally coming to grips with that and realizing that that this is not it. It's going to be somewhere down the road, and maybe he doesn't know exactly where it's going to be, but it's not in the Clone Wars, and he and he, and he finally realizes that, and that's kind of like one of those pivotal moments, like whoa, you know. They're gonna. He, he's kind of basically saying they're gonna. We're gonna lose the Clone Wars. Not gonna lose, but it's it's not gonna turn out like we thought. So, uh, just a really great scene, great writing to finish out the Clone Wars. What do you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, an excellent 
thing to go out on. Uh, sort of the inevitability of yeah. of what's going to happen in Revenge of the Sith. But I also a reminder that that you know uh, it, it all works out. It all works out in yeah. the end. Yeah, a lot of younglings have to die, but <laughs> uh, but you know, but then we end up with uh, with Luke and uh, and everything's uh, everything's all good by the end. Yeah, of it, so. a new hope. Yes, is coming. Yeah, new hope so. I uh, but I mean it, it's uh, it it's it's the nice uh, it's a nice button mm-hmm. on the series. Yeah, it just kind of wraps everything up. It's uh, it's it's got it started with Yoda yeah. and it ends with Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it ends in the same sort of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, uh, right. way right. that 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 I think everybody is always asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, Good point. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, I, I it's it you like you said it's bittersweet, right? Like yeah. it's. It's a it's kind of a perfect end to the series, mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. sad that the series is over. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we know that there's some stories that they still wanted to tell. I mean the the what the I guess the third issue of the uh, Darth the Darth Maul, yep. uh, Sons of Dathomir comic uh, it just came out last week, right. and uh, I'm about halfway through that issue. I haven't been able to finish it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of it feels a little bit like a couple of episodes of the series, but I, I think the important stories were told. Yeah, right. So that's good. You know, that's it's it. uh, it's it's I I'm now excited for bigger, better things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, namely, Rebels in Episode Seven. Yeah. Right, that's sort of what we got to look to around the corner. Um, this uh, this is kind of the cap on the uh, pre Disney era, mm-hmm. uh, even though I know that these were released by Disney, um, and and sort of post that, but they were mostly produced I think before before the Disney thing. So, I mm-hmm. uh, you know it's kind of like this is this is the end of that era. This sort of marks it. So yeah. it, you know close uh, the close of one chapter, but the beginning of another. Yeah, right? no, so, it's been a, it's been a fun ride, a great ride, and some great stories and great action and yeah. Uh, you know, it's an it's an award winning series, so uh, we had I had a great time talking about all these episodes. But uh, you wanted to, there was an email you wanted to uh, mention before we wrap everything up. Yeah, we got an email from uh, from Brian Bortry, uh, and he says, uh, "Hi, Mike and Matt, longtime listener from the beginning of your podcast." Wow back so many years ago <laughs> never emailed in so he's been listening since 2008 and he's never emailed in uh, you guys have really been asking for emails recently so i thought i should finally do it first off i want to say i'm glad you guys stretched this out i must admit at first i was a little skeptical of of going week to week when everyone has probably watched the whole last season in one sitting but let me tell you that matt is not alone I also have not watched all of them yet. Hmm. What I decided to do was watch one arc at a time, then listen to all of your podcasts for that arc. Now that we are at the very end, I just watched the Voices episode, and I'm listening to you guys now on episode 135. As I started watching that episode, I really had the feeling that we are nearing the end now of our Clone Wars experience, and you guys have made it even better by stretching things out, so thank you. Wow. I'm listening to your Rebels podcast, of course. Cool. I agree with Mike's comments from the Lost One arc. I've read the novelization, and it helps uncover that mystery of Dooku slash sifo but that whole situation is still a little complicated. Mm-hmm. That episode added a lot to the background. Uh, man, now as we are getting to the end, this Yoda arc is really showing how the dark side really is clouding everything, and the Jedi are very aware of the Sith. The tension is really rising. In the movie, not so much. But here, wow. <laughs> uh, I pers- purposely have held off on reading things online for this season, including the Dave Filoni interviews, because I don't want to know what happens. So, Matt, you are not alone. Uh, Brian Bortry from Central Pennsylvania. All right. So thank you, Brian, yeah. for that email. Nice. Uh, it's great to hear that you've been listening all the way from the beginning. I know that there's a lot of you guys out there that have been but that don't necessarily email in. You're not necessarily active on the Facebook group, that sort of thing. But uh, but we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us for man six seasons. Yeah, no, and and thanks uh, thanks yeah. thanks Brian for writing in and and there you go, you got listeners. Uh, Brian, he's been around for since 2008, so uh, he was able to write in. So we appreciate if you guys did. It'd be cool to hear 
just your thoughts on the series as a whole. If you want to talk about any particular ones, we don't care. Just whatever you think, because we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this this the show up uh, next episode, right, Mike? Yeah, with with one thirty eight. Which man, if we just put an extra one in front of that, uh, it's actually. <laughs> yeah. I was like. Yeah. I, the whole time I was going, man, I really wish we would have made it to 150, that we could have wrapped it up on 150. Yeah. But uh, but that's not the way that things were meant to be. But you know what? Wrapping up on episode uh, bracket one, one, three, eight, <laughs> uh, is, uh, I think it, I cool. think that's appropriate. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, we've got one more episode to go uh, for Frontlines, um, which will be in a couple of weeks. We'll let you guys know, uh, I, you know, about anything special regarding that. But what you can do right now is is send in your emails to mail at clonewarspodcast.com. and and as Matt said, let us know just anything about the Clone Wars, about Frontlines, about Star Wars in general, um, and just let us know sort of what what the last six years has meant to you guys, because it's uh, it's definitely been. It's definitely been a ride for us. I, yeah. I, it's it's been great stuff, ups and downs, but mostly ups, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, and uh, you know I wouldn't trade it for anything. So yeah. I, I I'm uh, I, I've made so many good friends, uh, whether you guys uh, listeners or or people who've helped out with the show. So I uh, you know it's uh, it's it's been it's been really cool and it, everything uh, emails like this one mean a lot oh, yeah, uh, when i hear that that people have been listening since since the very beginning yeah that's huge um yeah. so really hopefully cool. hopefully uh brian will be at star wars celebration in april and and uh, you know we can meet him yeah definitely uh, it'll be fun but i but yeah i i guess that ju- that does it for this episode yeah we're all done for that's 137 it. yes yeah. the end of the Wars. Oh. oh thank you guys for listening <laughs> yeah, for the last uh six years and I, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, uh, you can uh, you can find us online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. As always, if there's any Clone Wars related news, that'll be the place to get it. I really don't think that there's a lot of Clone Wars news left, and that website's probably going to end up mostly as a museum to mm-hmm. to uh, this era of Star Wars. But I, I, you can find everything there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, username is at Clone Wars, and on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Clone Wars Podcast. Uh, and uh, and and uh, send in your thoughts, your emails, mail at CloneWarsPodcast.com. As I said before, Matt and I aren't done. We're not going anywhere. Nope. Uh, we got one more episode left, yes. and we've also got the Rebels Podcast over at RebelsPodcast.com. And uh, and and we've already got what we've got four, five episodes under our belt. Four, four yeah, four episodes mm-hmm. under our belt. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's already plenty to listen to over there. Uh, we got a new episode primed, uh, ready uh, with a with a special guest coming up uh, in in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. Um, and then we've actually got initially I was only going to do we were only going to do five of these prologue episodes, but now that we know that the premiere is in October. That means you're going to get two more. Right. Uh, you're going to get one for August and one for uh, September. for September okay. as well. So I uh, so look forward to those over at rebelspodcast.com. Twitter is twitter.com slash rebelspodcast, and Facebook is facebook.com slash rebelspodcast. So make sure that you're subscribed to that podcast, that you're over there on our Facebook page and, and part of the group so that you can be a part of, of everything uh, Rebels, and uh, and you know we can keep this going for another six years. Yes, let's hopefully. do it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys yeah. for listening, Thanks, guys. and we will we'll catch you in a few weeks. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Of course, strong with you all. And it will be with you always.